Welcome back to another great episode of Recreated Podcast. I'm your host, Charity James. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for being our God, so loving and kind towards us. We come to you boldly with our hearts open and ready to receive the word you have for us. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. I decrease so that you will increase and have your way. I pray so that each listener's faith will not rest on the wisdom and rhetoric of men, but on the power of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Glad you all are here. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, learning, sharing, and creating. Today's episode is about living. Living and being alive is something I personally am still learning how to do. I'm alive a lot longer than I thought I would be. I thought I wasn't going to live past the age of 25 years old. And for the past 25 years, I dealt with suicidal thoughts, depression, and oppression. And the first time that I experienced these thoughts, I was seven years old. I was home in the kitchen and I heard a voice that said, kill yourself. And I was like, "Mm, I never heard his voice before. But it sounded so compelling as if it was a good idea or something. So I took a knife and I put it to my stomach as if I was going to stab myself. And I put pressure on it. And I was just, I was like, I don't know. It feels kind of weird to do that. And I, I didn't go through with it. But ever since then, I had dealt with those thoughts. And I didn't know how to deal with it. Those thoughts didn't leave me. And so many times I was tormented with that voice and the thoughts of suicide. At times I even desired to not live anymore. Uh, The torment turned into pleasure. And other times I was so depressed and oppressed that I couldn't even move my body. And just lying on the floor, being straight tormented by these 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 feelings and heaviness and emotions, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't seek help because I didn't know how. I didn't know what to say. Family and friends didn't know because I never said anything. And I guess it's hard to tell if someone is dealing with this because it can be hidden so well. We really can't tell what people go through. I also didn't seek professional help because, again, I I knew nothing about it. Just recently, mental health has become more mainstream. But just as recent as six years ago, especially me being in the military, I remember deeply wanting to get help. But I didn't want anyone to judge me or I didn't want to get kicked off the ship. I felt like I would have lost my career if I would have gotten help, the help that I needed, because I was extremely suicidal when I was in the military. I tell you, I wanted to jump over the side so many times. And fast forward to now, there was a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't know uh, wanting to die wasn't okay. I truly desired to not live. I didn't want, I didn't know that there, that desire 
was not of God. I was a Christian this entire time and this whole time I desired to not live anymore, but I didn't, I never went to the word of God and to scripture to see what God says about life and what he says about living. And so in scripture, in Matthews 22 and 32, it says, I am the God of Abraham, the guys, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And in Ezekiel 18.32 says, For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord. Therefore, turn and live. I ne had never read that before. And I haven't been in an environment that that was taught that, you know, God is God of life, that he's a, he, he doesn't delight in death. And so I also didn't know about spiritual warfare. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I didn't know about, I didn't know that death was a spirit. I didn't know that suicide was a spirit, nor did I know that depression and oppression are also spirits. I talked about how we are in previous episodes of how we are in a battle. And unfortunately, even babies are in this battle when they're in the womb and we can't avoid this battle um, this battle is just, it's, it's automatically, whether you're on the winning side or the losing side, we're all in a battle. And this battle is not flesh and blood, but it's spiritual. And our enemy, Satan, has, and his entire scheme is to kill, steal, and destroy. He has an entire kingdom full of fallen angels, principalities, powers, wickedness in heavenly places, demons, and the like. Being ignorant of Satan and his devices is, is one of his major tricks, especially with the fact that all born again, spirit filled believers have power over power and authority over all his evil works. It's only a matter of knowledge. People of God are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. And these things are, are not new. And we're going to take a look at how these spirits of death, suicide, depression, and oppression visited people in the Bible and how they dealt with them. I personally have never uh, seen this before or have seen it taught before. And so it's really interesting for me to, to really see that the devil, he has no new tricks. He can't create anything new. He comes with the same old things over and over again, but people may not know. They don't have the knowledge. They don't have the revelation or the understanding to comprehend what's really going on. And so this, uh, identifying the spirit of uh, suicide, the spirit of suicide visited Elijah in first Kings 19, four says, but he himself went a, a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a, a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. And he said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. How familiar is this? I have definitely, I, I understand this feeling. I was like, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live anymore. You know, I don't want to. And it, it's, it can seem, it could feel right 
you know, it could be feel right to not want to live and just be with the Lord. And, but that is just not, that's not of God at all. And, and it could be really tricky that way, but that's not God's will for us to just up and go without, uh, experiencing the full life that he has for us. And so this same spirit visited Jesus in Matthews 26, 38 and 39. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my Lord, if it, if it is possible that this cup pass me, pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And this, this is the spirit, this is spirit of suicide. The spirit of suicide comes from the spirit of death. In uh, Jeremiah 9 and 21, for death has come through our windows, has entered our palaces to kill off the children no longer to be outside and the young men no longer on the streets. We can turn on the news and see this spirit running rapid. This is just, it's just like, wow, no no, the killing off the children no longer to be outside and killing off the young men no longer in the streets. How relevant is that? But it's, it's important that this is not a new thing. It appears to be new because it's flashing in our faces, but this is the same old spirit that's been doing the same things this entire time. And the spirit of oppression and depression um, in Psalm 69 and 20 Reproach has broken my heart and I'm full of heaviness. I have looked for someone to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. And this is something that we, if you have experienced it, I know I have experienced it. When we're in this state of depression and oppression, we're like, no one cares about me. No one loves me. No one, no one's checking on me. No one's doing this for me. We're, we're looking for you know, taking pity, but we we don't find anything, and we're looking for someone to comfort us or anything, but we fi- we find we don't find it. But we, the spirit-filled believers, we have a comforter. The Holy Spirit is our comforter, and when we we experience these things, we must allow Him to help and comfort us. When I was going through all of this, I didn't know about the Holy Spirit and His role in my life. I had no clue. He would try to comfort me, but I didn't listen because I didn't know I was supposed to actually do what he said for me to do. But God is so patient. He is so patient, loving and kind. And Elijah was visited with the suicide spirit and coupled with depression and oppression. But God comforted him in Kings 19, five through eight. It says, then as he lay and slept under a, a broom tree, Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. Then he looked and there by his head was a cake baked and coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drunk and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back and the sec- a second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drunk and he went in he went in the strength of the food 40 days and 40 nights as far as herb, the mountain of God. Naturally, in our natural lives, our natural bodies, we eat, how we eat and sleep are signals of depression. 
either we're eating too much or not eating at all, or either sleeping too much or not sleeping at all. But here's God being so caring, sent an angel to feed Elijah until he had the strength to complete his assignment. And that's the thing. These spirits are sent are sent to cancel our God-given assignments. We all have assignments to complete while we are here on the earth. God created us for good works. So what do we do when these spirits come? We fight back. How do we fight back? With the word of God. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. Psalms 149 and 6 says, let the high praises of God be in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is the living, is living and, uh, and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. For the spirit of death... This death is the main spirit group. Faith, we fight with the word of God and we use this weapon by speaking the word of God. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. When we open our mouths and declare the word of God, this is how we are fighting and combating against the, um, these spirits, all spirits and anything. This is how we fight for the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. This is something that we declare. We are free. We are free through Christ Jesus and we're free from sin and death. In Psalms 118 and, and 17, it says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. This is something that we, I shall not die. When any time that's that feeling comes, that spirit comes and telling you to kill yourself, you're going to die. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. In first Corinthians 15, 55, it says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? They don't have death doesn't have victory over us. Jesus overcame death in the grave and we have the victory over death. And so when we when we experience this, we are able to speak the word and put the spirit away from us, cancel it away from us with the word of God, because we have power over it. We have power and we have victory over death. And so fighting against depression. Get up. As in get up. Many times I could have I, ha I could have broken free from that spirit if I would have obeyed what the Holy Spirit was telling me instead of crying on the floor, drowning in hopelessness. After God comforted Elijah, he told him to go and gave him instructions for his assignment. In first Kings 1915, it says, then the Lord said to him, go and return Return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint Hazel as king over Syria. Get up and go. Get up and go. <laughs> this is how we break because depression keeps you. It keeps you from moving. Keeps you from stagnating. Keeps you down. But get up. Now, we do need to eat properly for our natural bodies, but our spirit man needs to eat as well. 
Jesus said in Matthew 4 and 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Psalms 19, 28 says, my soul melts from heaviness, heavy, heaviness, strengthen me according to your word. We need to constantly feed off of the word of God because we are also, we are also spirits, spirits attacking spirits. We have a spirit, we are spirits and we have a soul and we live in a body. Our spirit man is our most important part of us who we need to take care of. We need to stay spiritually healthy. We are strengthened by the word of God. This is what truly helped me dealing with depression. I constantly need uh, am nourished on the word of God. I don't take breaks. Like I need the word. Like I know for a fact, if I stop reading the word, stop uh, going to church, if I stop involving myself in the things of God, I will not survive. I will not survive at all. I need all of the things that God has for me to, to, to sustain my life. And so there, I don't take any breaks. I know for a fact that if I fall off, that these spirits return, that's the thing. They like the devil comes back. He, he, we fight against him, but he comes back for a more opportune time. So if we are falling off or we're being inconsistent and stuff like that, that opens the door for the enemy to come back and attack us. And the attacks get worse and worse. And so I know for a fact that I have, to, I have to stay in the word at all times because this is real. It's real and it's not a game. And I and I I don't I, I want to keep my power. And so I don't take any breaks with the word. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. And so fighting against oppression, Jesus said in Mark 9 29. This this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Some spirits are more difficult to get rid of than others. And the word of God talks about fasting and being the remedy for oppression. In Isaiah 58, 5 through 11 says, Is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bounds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and that you break your every yoke? Is, is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall bring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and the and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the, uh, to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then your, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and the darkness shall be as in the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your souls in drought and your strengthen and strengthen your bones, you shall be like a water garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. That's, that's beautiful. God wants us alive. 
He wants us free and flourishing and fulfilling the purpose he has for us because this is what gives him the glory. God does not have any pleasure in us dying prematurely or being depressed or oppressed. We are the light of the world and we shine in darkness. Now about living. I was surprised to to still be alive when I turned 26. I didn't have any plans for my life past 25, so I had no idea what to do really. This was perfect for God because he was able to simply lead me into truth. However, I am still learning how to live. I know that I don't have a life outside of Christ. So I know for for a fact that I, I must, my life is in Christ and that's, he's my life. He's my God. That's all I have. I don't have anything else. And so here are some scriptures about life and that I'm sure were, will encourage you, uh, no matter what you're going through or what you're dealing with or increase your joy because the word of God is so awesome. So here's Deuteronomy 30, 20, that you may love the Lord, your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days and that you may dwell in the land, which the Lord swore to your fathers and to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. It's Joshua 1 and 5. Psalms 16 and 11. You shall show me the path of righteous, uh, path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 42 and 8. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, his song shall be with me a prayer to the God of my life. Isaiah fifty-five twenty-three. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your rages for that, that what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The, the sure mercies of David. John six forty seven. Most surely I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. John 10 and 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that, you, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's Jesus. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Psalms 146 and 5. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. John fifteen eleven, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Let's close in prayer. Father God, I thank you for your precious word. Thank you for the truth that sets us free. And I declare that each person listening is set free right now from the spirits of death, 
suicide, oppression, and depression, and anxiety, and that you release your anointing that removes burdens and destroys yokes. We receive you, Holy Spirit. We receive your comfort today. We receive the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, and we receive your love, Father, for for you love us with such a great love, and nothing can separate us from your love. We thank you, we love you, Lord God, and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode. If you are interested in reading more about spiritual warfare, I will leave a leave book references in the show notes. If this episode has helped you in any way, please leave a review and share it with someone. As we are set free, we are to help set others free. Don't forget to subscribe and let me know how you are enjoying the show and how your creative journey has been going. Follow us at work underscore created on Instagram. Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday for the creative writing segment of the show. And let's create.